With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shreparks and Jack Fritz. Man, I needed that one. Like, I needed that one. And I probably feel like a lot of fans needed that one. The last time we recorded this pod, uh, me and you were talking about trading Embiid, trading Maxi, tanking for the season. Like, it felt like after that trade deadline, the emotion was very low. And then they come out, they get smoked in the next game. They beat the, they beat the Wizards, who, you know, whatever. It's a win. They needed it. But this tonight right here is what they needed. Like, we'll, we're going to get into how sustainable it is and the Kyle Lowry signing and all those things. And, you know, the stretch they have coming up is really hard. But, man, they needed that win. Like, they were 10-point underdogs going into it. If they would have gone out tonight and not been competitive, Maxi, you know, had another clunker. Maybe Buddy wasn't as good as he's been in the first few games. It would have just been so demoralizing. It would have sucked to watch them go to Cleveland and, you know, play how they did against Golden State and Brooklyn uh, and Atlanta and those type of games. So I think I really needed that just to, like, have faith in the season again or at least, like, get back on the right track of believing. And what's weird is I don't – like, they needed it. But what stood out to me tonight, I'm curious if you had the same takeaway, is while they were clearly much more talented than what the process Sixers ever were, I almost feel like they had a similar attitude of, like, they they don't know what they don't know. Like, Buddy Heel doesn't know – He's not supposed to be the number one option in a win over the Cavs. Like B-Ball Paul going up and blocking Donovan Mitchell. Kelly Oubre shooting that ridiculous three-pointer and making it. Ricky Council making those two free throws to help clinch it. Like it feels like when I watch this team and that group of players, all of them have confidence they could drop like 30 or 40 points. I don't think almost any of them could besides Maxie and Buddy, but they have the confidence they can do it. And I thought that showed tonight. They looked like a bunch of guys that were not intimidated whatsoever about going and playing the hottest team in the NBA. Yeah, and I don't know why. It was so weird. It was just like right. that they all decided tonight to be like, you know what, I'm going to ma- almost maximize my m- myself. Because um, they looked was, so lifeless the last few games. It did. It did. And, like, they won down in Washington, and that was good. But, like, I, 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 Elliot, I, I don't have this stat in front of me. But I am pretty sure. My favorite stats. I'm pretty sure I've never seen the Sixers lose to the Wizards. Like, <laughs> it <laughs> like does least, feel that way. Yeah. Like at least this modern, like yeah. competitive. Like I don't think I've ever seen them lose to the Wizards. So like it's like I actually don't think I can physically watch another Wizards basketball game. That's they're like, bad. They're bad. They are they they are one of the teams in sports where I don't think they have a chance to ever win a title. The the the, the, the Wizards will never be in a yeah. finals. I'm convinced. Of that. I agree with that. Um, I would be stunned if the Wizards are ever in an Eastern Conference final. <laughs> but like. It was insane 
watching that team tonight because Mm -hmm. they all like Kelly Oubre was just like, okay, I'm going to hit mid-range jumpers. I'm going to hit ridiculous threes. I'm going to drive to the rim. Um, Buddy Heald's like, you know what? I'm basically Steph Curry. Um, If not (laughs) better. He plays like it. I mean, he, he is, he is not shy uh, of shooting the basketball. Ricky council. Like it was, it was, it was, it was weird. It was weird. It was, it was good. Mm. I'm glad they got it. They needed a game like that where, because they could easily be like, dude, this is a waste of time without Embiid. What tonight did for me was make me excited about Embiid's return. And yeah. Yeah. I don't think, like, we'll get into Lowry a little bit later, but I don't, like, I don't think Lowry signs here if he doesn't get at least a good indication that Embiid is going to be back and, and at least mm-hmm. play meaningful minutes. But, like, tonight, seeing Buddy Heel do that, seeing some of these guys do that, like, it, it starts to make you dream a little bit on what they could look like when Joel is back. Well, so Daryl Morey said something at his press conference after the trade deadline about how, you know, when they have Embiid, he feels they have the deepest team in the playoffs, like the playoff rotation. And we could certainly debate that. Like There are other deep teams in the league. But tonight, it looked like it. Like, I think Kelly had 24, Maxi had over 20, Buddy had over 20. Um, I'd have to look. I mean, there was a bunch of guys in the teams. Like, they really shared the ball around. And it looked like they were all extremely confident. And when, and to your point about getting Embiid back, you could see how it'll fit. Now, it will be different, right? Because right now they're not feeding the offense through one player. They're not focusing on making sure one guy gets the ball. They're able to kind of all go out and just do their own thing. But when Embiid comes back, you can see the complementary pieces. And they didn't have Toby tonight. They didn't have Nicholas Batum. Like, they didn't have Melton still. So they're still missing three guys that were in their starting rotation before, which is impressive, you know, to still go out and and, and play like that. Um, But, yeah, I, I thought tonight... Like Buddy really stepped up when they needed him. Maxi missed that free throw. Maxi got lucky. He got that he got fouled before he threw the ball away. But but overall, um, yeah, I just when you look at when you look at the depth of this team, and the the thing I kept thinking, this might be a little before your time, but do you remember the uh the the um like PlayStation game NBA Street? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I love that game. Like I street one, street two, like I actually think it'd be really cool if how they did in that game where if you go and you beat a team, you get to pick a player from that team to keep with you. That would be a wild thing to do in the NBA. It would be extremely fun, but it would it would be wild. But regardless, it looked to me like a team that would be so fun to play with on street. Like they're long, they're athletic, they have three-point shooters. B-Ball Paul would be like the perfect NBA street player ever. And like he had that big block tonight, had some oh. big putbacks. Um, he had that nice layup where he like drove and like went almost like up and under. Like they were, it was the most athletic I've ever seen a Sixers team look in my lifetime. Like not the, obviously not the best Sixers team, but like the 01 Sixers weren't this athletic. Like I don't think they've ever been this athletic under Embiid. The process Sixers weren't that athletic. The team that had Iggy with like Evan Turner and Spencer Hawes, like they weren't that athletic. The team they put out there to, out there tonight, all of them were. They were long. They could shoot. Like it was, it was a, uh, it was like a Sixers, a version of Sixers basketball we don't get to watch often. No, dude, it was it was it was again. It was the process Sixers. Like it was. Yeah. It, it, it's like the the but better, the, but like the, the process Sixers two point The monsters version of the process. <laughs> yes, yes, Sixers. Yeah. Because that's what like the 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 funniest part about the game. Like I don't ever. I don't think I've laughed at a sporting event, but I feel like I was just laughing watching the the game tonight because yeah, it's amazing how many guys he acquired 
or like has have, have brought together in this team to just have insane irrational confidence in their abilities. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Like like Kelly Oubre when he starts like thinking, okay, I could score thirty tonight. It's like, I, yeah, get just get out of the way and hand me the basketball, <laughs> buddy. He'll. Buddy yeah. yelled same way. Buddy's like, I, I I'm gonna hit five threes tonight, you know, just mm-hmm. and and get again, get out of my way. Um, Paul Reed, when he makes a basket, thinks it's gonna be his night. Paul know? Reed thinks he's the best player on the court every time he's out every there. every every yeah. time he's, he sets foot on the basketball court. Um, Ricky Council, 100 percent thinks he is like yep. <laughs> he's top five untouchable pick. sixer. <laughs> yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and then there's and then there's campaign who uh, I I just I I. I, I don't like watching play basketball because there's there was three possessions tonight where he just made a beeline for the rim like and it was like 16 seconds left in the shot clock it's like yeah pass the basketball just like just move it a little bit like you're not you're not an ISO guy but the funniest part about almost I know like I don't know how Maxi and and Buddy Heald had nine and, and eight assists collectively mm-hmm. because it literally felt like. They did not move the basketball for the like. It was either Ubre was taking it to yep. the rim, Maxi was taking it to the rim, Heald was shooting a three. Like I felt like the basketball when it it stuck on guys and they just were like, "Nope, this is my possession. I'm going to turn it into Kobe." It was mm-hmm. it was an insane basketball game. But one of the things that I that that I had as a as a takeaway, and I, I think it's going to be something to monitor until Embiid gets back, is like. Buddy looks like he has the alpha in him, and Agreed. it was it was wild for now. Maxi went on a good run when Buddy was out of the game, and it was like, okay, here's Maxi. But it felt like he was he was conceding to Buddy, mm. and and I think that's interesting. Like three games into the Buddy experience, you know, Maxi should not really be doing that because he's supposed to be the second best player on the team, and to rely on Buddy in that instance, I don't think is going to lead to like a ton of fantastic results but it mm-hmm. felt like he was just deferring like okay well this is buddy's thing now and i just that alphaness to to maxi might not be there hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So it's interesting. Um, I think that's a good point. When Matt, when Buddy showed up for his first game with the Sixers, I almost thought he had this vibe about him. And I like it. Like I don't mean it as a as an insult to him, but almost like a someone that's getting traded to one of the worst teams in the league from a good team. And he's like, all right, I'm here now. Like I'm going to, I'm going to be the guy. And I thought he had that vibe early on when he played. And I thought he definitely had it tonight. Now you tweeted this and I think it's a good point. Like it looked like the buddy from Oklahoma. And I think buddy feels like by being traded, by the way, buddy buckets for by, by Kate Scott. Great nickname. Wow. I'm in it, on buddy. It buckets. felt like an ode for, to you. you know? Yeah, no, I think Kate Scott was thinking of me when, when she said that, but it felt uh, I think buddy came to the Sixers with the feeling of I am here to be like the guy. And I think you're right. Like it's a good observation when he's out on the court, he's the alpha. Like he, he has the ball and he's like, this is my team. I'm the best player in offense. I'm the one they're relying on to score. And Maxi is kind of stepping, stepping back. Now, part of that is that, you know, Maxi has been the primary ball handler, at least 
still has a lot of that responsibility. So maybe he's trying to just let Buddy do his thing. My concern is how long can Buddy keep this up? Like he does shoot a lot of three, so that's not going to go away. But it feels like he's playing a little above his head right now. And I think as they go on this stretch that's coming up, and when teams really start to key in on Buddy, that is when Maxi is then going to have to step up. But you're right. Like Buddy came to the Sixers with the vibe of almost like a varsity player going to a JV player of I'm the best guy here. I'm here to be the, the main guy. And it's it's kind of what they needed because one thing, one problem I think the Sixers are going to have is right now they have a ton of guys who are like really solid players that like around a great player are perfect. Like it's like Daryl Moore said, the, the, the depth on this team is good, but it feels like they don't have that guy. And that's what you miss with Embiid. Like tonight, the Cavs, they had Donovan Mitchell. Like they, they had someone you could lean on. Buddy is willing to step into that role, but I don't know if Buddy can do it for five, 10, 15 games until Embiid comes back. But he seems willing to at least try. And I think that's a really good quality and something they needed. Yeah, I mean, he 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 will. I mean, Buddy will go down shooting. I I believe that will be the case. Um, mm. but I but I also don't think it's like super sustainable from the standpoint of like all of a sudden now he's gonna break out at this. It, it feels like a, a three game, five game Agreed. run, yeah. uh, a part of a new team. And Maxi will go back to I think you know kind of dominating things. And it felt like late in the game he's like, all right, like he had that really nice little step back jumper. Um, that I swear to like it looked like he basically jump or he just sprinted to the spot while yep. holding the basketball where it's like ah yeah the one yep late in the game yeah he creates know. so much separation with that it's impressive like he really gets a lot of space on those like uh baseline jumpers it's probably the biggest uh thing that James Harden brought to the Sixers and 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 left a mark on this basketball team was the Tyrese yeah. Maxey little step back jumper um but, well, I, but so- I think our new, uh, your new co-host, our former boss, new colleague, Spike Eskin tweeted this. I was thinking like, Maxi does take a long time to t- to get the ball up the court, and I wonder if that's something he picked up from Harden. Like Harden was always very slow bringing it up, and Maxi, it does feel. I thought it was a good observation by Spike. Maxi does like not cross the ball, cross the halfway line until like 17 seconds or whatever. Well, that's good because he's only known as like the fastest player in the NBA. That's what I'm saying. I think it's like a bad (laughs) habit he's picked up. Yeah. Well, you know who, you know, who has no problem bringing the basketball up and and rushing into everything campaign. Yeah. Yeah, Campaign. (laughs) I have a campaign thought, but you, you go first. No. Well, I don't, I mean, what was your campaign thought? Okay. So last time we did this pod, I was very critical of the Sixers, very critical of Daryl Morey. Like he punted on the season, da da da. And it looks like Daryl might have been right and I might have been wrong. Like why, last time why, I said why, I had egg why? on my face because I thought the Sixers would compete. Now I might have egg on my face because I was wrong about the trade deadline. So this might just be a, a common occurrence on the pot. Well, what, what do you feel like you were so wrong about the trade well, deadline? Well, okay, this is what I'm going to say. I think Buddy is obviously, obviously like a, a very good acquisition. Like he, we'll see what he does in the playoffs. And, I do think Buddy has like some loser player vibes to him, but he is what they needed right now. Someone that's mm-hmm. going to come in, shoot, be the man, like carry the offense. And, you know, the thing with in campaign has played like decent, but I'm where I was going with this is I'm not throwing the talent on the idea that trading Pat Bev for campaign was a mistake. Like campaign, man, I just, I can't get down with campaign. Like, I, and also the name itself is. We well, say, like say it fast. We say it fast. It's like, what, 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 what kind of campaign am I? Exactly. Am right. I Maybe I'll just call him Cam or Pain. Like, well, well that's like, we'll and I said this on the air. So, uh, so I was saying campaign over and over and over again. And Ike was getting thrown off. He's like, what are you talking about? Exactly. Um, that's right. 
but yeah. it was also I, I was catching myself because the week before I said like who is the 2024 season Moron is it Moron uh, Hertz or Howie and I, I kept saying it so fast it sounded like mm-hmm. I was calling them morons like, nice. <laughs> nice it was 2024 Moron <laughs> Hertz, nice nice Hertz or Howie it's almost like we talk for a living 